the Clyde Broadcast Podcast, bringing to you inspiring broadcast stories and the latest in broadcast technology. Dan Power Touch. Yes. He is a broadcaster, is what, you know, the proper term that, that, we, <laughs> that we use, but he's, a, he's an all-around cool guy, radio, create, uh, radio presenter, podcaster, and now I can add content creator. Yes, you can. <laughs> he, he creates a really amazing content called Radio 101. You post it on your social media. It's picked yes. up by a lot of the radio blogs. Yes. And these are, these are tips that, you know, you put out quick one-minute sessions for aspiring broadcasters, even practicing broadcasters yes. to learn. I have to ask you, where did you sit down? to say all these things that I gist with, with my guys about my frustrations of the broadcast industry in Nigeria, that I said, this is getting really better. Who called you and said, you're talking too much, just put a video in front of, put a phone in front of you and post <laughs> that thing and share. Okay. Where, when, when did that call happen? When did you think to record your first video? So um, radio started for me in 2013 when, yes. I, was, when I got into university, Federal mm-hmm. University of Agriculture, mm-hmm. and it was my first encounter. And professionally, it started in 2018 when I got my first job outside of school with women radio and I have just been creating content so within the time I was in school yeah I organized two master class training for um, next rated OAPs mm-hmm. and it, it did well and I just been acquiring all this knowledge and I'm just seeing the knowledge gap that is there mm-hmm. it's very huge you know and coming from a non-radio background I read agriculture mm-hmm. soil science and land management at okay. Federal University of Agriculture Abelkuta. Yes. and because I was able to transition immediately from school into radio I got my first job before I even served with mm-hmm. women radio women radio was gracious with me yes. you know and that I've just been acquiring all of this knowledge over time over time and people have always been coming to me to you know ask me for stuff and I tried doing other forms of content you know I did um, if you go down my page on Instagram or any of my socials you see me first doing relationship content I did that you know it was making sense it was working yeah. but I kept telling myself I need to do something within this industry that I have been playing in yes. I just felt like I've been acquiring so much knowledge. 2021 was when I sat down one day in the studio and I, and I had this conviction that this is something I want to really do. Mm-hmm. I was on a podcast with a, I was on a friend's podcast yes. and I said radio is not just a job it's not just a job that I do it's a calling. Yes. And I just kept find been thinking of ways to put out content and share this knowledge with people and mm-hmm. impact people. Yes. And you know one day I just wrote a couple, I wrote like 13 episodes yeah. and I filmed it all in one day. If you check my first video, they wow. have the same outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's how you, that's how you do it. It's guerrilla recording. Yeah. Getting, getting, getting. So I recorded everything once yes. and then I started editing and then chopping and then putting it out. Then I, I was like, are people going to like the idea? Are people going to yeah. like the idea? And, you know, today is like the first time, you know, being in a space where we have a lot of radio people and different people are like walking up to me and saying, um, oh, I see your content. I'm like, even people I'm randomly trying to like, I get, I want to get to know you. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I see your content already. Yes, so, yes. yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, so as from a fellow green coat wearer to another, yeah, we survived. We survived. I studied crop science, agriculture, and uni band. Oh, uh, so I can relate from being on the, from being from a non-radio background. Yes, and also getting the gig straight out of school and and so on and interning and and stuff. Now, the interesting thing I, I want to point out with some of your content is, um, they, they seem so obvious. Yeah. It seems so on the nose. Mm-hmm. It seems so, of course, everybody should know this. Yeah. But I go to the comment section because when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm familiar with this. I know this great <laughs> stuff, great way of articulating it yourself. And then I go to the comments and I'm like, oh, I've never seen this. You know, well, one, of the, one of the content that I was shocked that a lot of people were struggling with, which I didn't think it was a struggle, yeah. was co hosting. Yes. You know, and till 
like last week, I still get DMs of people mm. from other media houses reaching out to me, seeking my opinion or advice on how to handle certain things, you know, with regards to co-hosting. And I've always, I used to assume that, you know, the kind of knowledge I have, everybody has it. Yes. You know, but I've come to a realization that because I'm privileged to know it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everybody else knows it. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the experiences I share with people that made me come to that conclusion is first time I've been going to school all this time, and until like 2017, the word omelette wasn't something I was conversant with. Mm-hmm. So I was in a hotel, invited to host a red carpet, and they're like, "Would you like omelette and, and, and yam?" And I was like, "What is that?" Omelette and yam. So I picked up my phone to Google. Yeah. So every time I remember that scenario, I always know that there are things that I know. I know them because I'm privileged to know them and I probably exposed myself to my curiosity has put me in that position and I should not assume that people know it. Mm-hmm. So when I put out some content and I see how people interact with it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is what I, the kind of reactions I, I want to get. And some that, you know, I see people, you know, collaborating the ideas and agreeing to it. It means that, yeah, everybody's knowing some things, but there are some that you think that everybody should know and they, they do not have that idea. So we're all learning. Learning never stops. Great. And as a, you know, regular journal you're in a radio studio every other yes. morning and so on and a guy who then takes his phone and sets up and creates content mm-hmm. obviously there are transferable skills here right mm-hmm. so you're presenting on radio and then you're delivering content via video to your social media yeah uh, what's that transition like it's different mm-hmm. because i started off with podcasts before yeah. i started doing these videos mm-hmm. i have a podcast and i was struggling with men- with consistency on the podcast because Radio work, for me being a, a morning a morning show host, I host the morning coffee on 101.7 yes. ESFM. And that already drains you in the morning. And you think of doing other pocket shows that you have on other days of the week and maybe outside of your work yes. um, schedule time. You have to do maybe one hour show in the evening or 30 minutes recording for an evening program. Yes. It was a struggle to keep up with the consistency. Mm-hmm. But I've of the opinion that we're getting to the phase where it's no longer CVs or it's now portfolios. Okay. And for those of us in radio, we're going to we're getting to a point where people would actually want to see your radio work and not your CV anymore. Good. So I now realize that we are in a transformative era where the content you're putting on radio is for for the masses. But I want to also affect those in my industry and the own platforms, social media platforms are the ways to do that. And also evolve with the time yeah. that we're in. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Charlemagne the God, um, you know, and a couple of other individuals in the U- in the US. And I just see how they are leveraging their radio platform <laughs> and doing things outside of radio. I, one of the podcasts I listened to that changed my orientation was Matt and Magic. And there was they had uh, Charlemagne the God on that yeah. podcast. And when I listened to that interview, I was like, I need to be able to grow beyond radio scalability being able to scale mm-hmm. um it's is it gets very easy for you to get comfortable doing the same thing every day and get comfortable doing it so i'm like what can i do to challenge myself and i've been writing 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 and you know when the idea came to like you can actually record this yeah try it in fact that was when i first started recording I, I didn't put it out first. I shared with a couple of radio friends. I have to like, when are you dropping it? I'm like, oh, wait, calm down. I'm still trying yeah. to get the idea if people yeah. would like. Because I sent them if the first two videos I made. Yeah. And I was like, you guys should look at it. Would you guys think it's okay? And they were like, put it out. People are going to like it. I, I need it. Yes. People I sent it to, they were like, they should critique the work. I like, yeah. hey, we need to yeah, hear we things. We need like, to hear this. Yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. And then it took like a month. Mm. <laughs> but you used to pull that out eventually. <laughs> what were you scared of? I don't know. I think just... 
the fear of the acceptance of the work that I was doing. Yeah. And, you know, you can't start putting content on social media and not be worried about numbers. Sure. You know, that also was getting to me mm -hmm. and um, the reach. And I was just scared of a lot of things. You probably just, maybe a little bit of inferiority complex yes. or not. I want so. to know this though. I, 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 have you put out anything? Have you put out anything that you got some, some uh, how do you say? Some Negative feedback. For, yeah. Yes, I have some. And I even responded to some. I remember I was talking about the content on where, you know, presenters have to get comfortable with knowing, having, knowing the right pronunciations of words. Mm -hmm. And in that content, I said pronunciation instead of pronunciation. And somebody, and somebody came to the comment section and said, you, you that you are even correcting somebody, you are yeah. saying pronunciation instead yeah. of pronunciations. Yeah. And I was like, I say, oh, we are learning every day. Yeah. That's why this is here. And even there's some content that I put out already and they're like slight mistakes in them. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, should I take it down and edit it? Yeah. But I'm getting to a point where I'm getting comfortable with the critics because I know I'm also using this to learn. Good. As I'm recording some of, the, even there are some of the content that I've recorded, when I'm now trying to edit, I'm like, nah, this can't go out. I have to record it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to record it all over again because I'm like, this has to do well. So yeah. And from a personal level, from what you said, because I'm very intrigued that you've been, you know, you've done a couple of master classes even before you got a pro job yes. in radio. That's our, that's outstanding work, man. <laughs> So uh, that means you're, I'd like to say you're comfortable teaching. Yes, I, I find teaching comfortable. I, I feel like I enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And I really want to, I'm in a phase where I want to like get the skills to actually know how to teach the skills that I know. Right. That's where I'm in the phase out right now. I'm, I'm working on the model on Radio 101, trying to put out a right. little model. So right. um, I'm trying to see how I can actually scale that teaching skill. Yes. I'm very handy, so I like yeah. I like kids. So, yeah. you know, teaching yeah. is something that comes easy to me. When I was at Women Radio, and every time the kids come for excursion, yeah. I'm like, let me be the one to take them around. <laughs> let me be the one to interact yes. with them. I enjoy doing things like that. So teaching is something that I want to do full-time at some point, and also to be able to see how, you know, we can continue to impact this knowledge. Because for me, coming from a non-radio background mm -hmm. and having certain opportunities where I got trained on the job, you know, shout out to OGBC, shout out to FUNAB Radio, shout yes. out to Rock City. These were the platforms that trained me on yes. the job. It was until 2018, I got my first major training in radio, wow. uh, which was, um, you know, shout out to the general manager at, um, you know, Women Radio that year that put my name up for that training. For It was a BBC training in Uyo. Yeah. Before then, I've always just been curious, learning on my own, wanting to be better. So a backstory is... I. I grew up as a child with dyslexia. I struggled with reading and writing. Till I got to SS3, I kept using a two-way exercise book. Wow. Yeah, that bad. And, you know, even till now, I still struggle with remembering a couple of things. Writing, I struggle with writing because yeah. I had a bad handwriting, so I didn't mm. always want to write. Gotcha. I always liked to I collect notes, go home and take my time to write it word for word so that the notes are neat. Yes. Right? So, and coming from a, a dyslexia person, I know that my skill would be in my speech and how much I can remember. So I try to cram i did a lot of cramming cramming did, yeah. uh, cramming for those who don't understand what cramming, yeah, cramming yeah. Is like you force yourself to remember intense memorization intense. <laughs> of things you will eventually forget, you forget as soon as you put them out so yeah. and i saw myself struggling with that for a long time and the first time i got encountered uh, my first encounter with radio it was scary mm. but i knew that this was something i was going to get comfortable i didn't know where that i just i stood in front of the mirror first time i got out of the studio and i was like I like this thing. 
and I'm going to do it. So let's talk about your success in radio success. so far. Yeah, I, I, I will. Ah, no. So me, I have studied. <laughs> me, I follow you on Instagram. I am. You I call have, it success. I I'm still learning. No, I have, don't push my head no, no So again, I, I also believe in marking milestones. Yeah. So for example, you, when you when you pull off certain things, it's okay to pat yourself on the back. Right? Sometimes, yeah. You 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 and a, a team, uh, a team of you guys at Yes FM at your station in Ibadan. Yes. You've done something I think is outstanding. You know, yeah. it doesn't happen very often mm. that a radio show, mm. you know, just captures the imagination of, of the of the city that it's in. Mm-hmm. And you can take what you have on air, offline, mm-hmm. into real life yeah. and have people pull up. Yeah. Let us talk about the Jollof men. <laughs> the Jollof men are... First of all, congratulations. Thank you. On doing an actual physical live show. show. Yes. A radio show. <laughs> I can look. We can see the bits and go through. It's not something that's very popular. You could yes. sit in your studio Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Great. You can go to the mall and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Right. But for people to be so interested and so engaged in what you've done and what you've created, and then you're able to say, "Look, we're going to have this thing happen, not mm-hmm. in the radio studio, somewhere else," and then see how that translates into people pulling up and supporting yeah. and having a good time. How that make you feel? It feels good, and I must give credit to. Um, the first general uh, GM of 101.7 years. Say her name. Fola, Folayon. She's like, what am I going repeat? Yeah. Her, and, you know, she's the reason why I even got to Ibadan in the yeah. first place. Yeah. And um, shout out to the GMD, uh, Mr. Yemi Shonde, who took a risk on that show. In fact, the show was not part of the lineups for the station when it started. They had created a show called Awaobiri, which is a show that was supposed to talk about have women talk and it's a Yoruba program. Yeah. Right. And then right where they were deliberating on that program, I we raised the question, ah, why don't we have a show for men? Yes. And then we kept deliberating on a couple of names and you know, I'd listened to a, a podcast called Jalof and Jesus. And I was like as um I can't the act the actress. Yes, the actress. And the author. Yes. I can't remember the, their name. Yvonne, Yvonne. Yvonne. Yes. Yvonne. Is it Yvonne Audrey? Yvonne Oji from Insecure. Yes, Yvonne Oji from Insecure. Thor. I love them. Basically, yes. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, can we do the Jollof Men? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just kept going about it and the name stuck. We did the first show and we we're terrified after doing the first show because the first show we did was going to determine whether they kept the show or not. Yeah. Right? And we did the first show and she was like, the GMD was okay with it. For that, was like, the GMD was okay with the yeah. show. Okay. And then we did the second one, the third one. By the yeah. fourth show, yeah. the GMD was saying, that his wife listens to the show and she likes it. Wow. wow. And she was like, that's her favorite show on the radio. I was like, okay, good. And then we kept doing the show. And then one of the episodes we did, the slogan hit. The Jollof men don't serve breakfast. We only serve Jollof. And it became like a slogan every time it. we go on air. I love it. And, you know, Fola was in the office one day and she was like, you guys need to take this from radio and get it into a podcast. And Fola herself was the one who created the podcast and gave us the, the link, said, go and record something. Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. We did the first recording. She was like, I don't like it. Take yeah. it back. Yeah. <laughs> we did the second recording. I don't like it. It's not take it. Back. Yes. And then we now set it on the first episode, which was Does Size Matters? Mm. And then that episode was what launched us into the market of podcasts. And I remember sitting down 2022, I think around September, and I, I just we have a WhatsApp group for the Jollof Men, and shout out to the boys on the Jollof Men from Oluwatobi Ainde to Williams Kalu to Prosper, um, Pros- Abola they show me yes. and, and myself on the show. Four of us make up the Jollof Men, and you know we were just in that one. I was like, we need to do a live show. So I just watched um, Black History Month, and I saw what they did. I was like, can we do something like this? And they're like, it's not going to be possible. I was like, 
we don't need funding. Yeah. So we wrote to the office, and the office was like, this looks like a project. Yeah. And they're like, it's not in our budget for now, because it's a new station. We're yes. not even up to a year when we put this idea to them. And they're like, it's a new, and you know what? And I told them that, give us approval to go ahead and do it. Forget about the funding. And I reached out to a friend, shout out to Punto Wear Stores. They, they had a physical store and they had a big space in the middle. I reached out to the owner, I was like, can we use your space to do a live show? And February 5th of 2023, we did the first live show. You know, and when we did it, they saw the success. They were like, okay, this is not, they didn't get the concept, but yeah. they liked it. Tap into it now. They tap into it. Yes. So we kept, we kept planning, we kept working. By the second, by the time we were planning the second one, we brought in Ayo Adams, we brought, we brought in Beige, and you know, we all sat down together and we now created, let's do a games hangout. So we did a games hangout July 29th of this year, which launched us into a larger space. In fact, it's been recorded that it was one of the biggest games hangout recorded by a radio station and a radio show put out in Ibadan. Mm -hmm. And by September, we did the first, the second live show. The turnout was amazing. We were shocked at the turnout. We prepared for just 100 people. Yeah. Seats were not enough. Wow. Yeah. Seats were not enough. Shout out to JT at Gallery who gave us their space yes. and just bought into the idea of what we were doing. So it's a, it's something we always, we're proud of. Mm -hmm. We're proud of the radio show. We're proud of the people, the community we have built. Our database is growing every time. We're looking towards December already. People are asking questions. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of the things that makes the show stand out is the personalities on the show. If you listen to any of the radio shows, which is live on YesFM's Facebook page, or even go to the podcast to listen to any of our recordings on our podcast, each individual is who they are in real life on the show. So I am, you know, carefree. We have Olua Tobiainde, who is very churchy, pastorish, very disciplined young yeah. man. Yeah. We have um, Prosper, who is young. He's the youngest person on the group, you know, bringing that young perspective of what he's currently going through. We have Williams, who is in the entertainment business. And, you know, we are all sharing different opinions, different perspective to every aspect of that, you know, you can think of. And just men giving value for men on the show. So now I have to ask you a very important question. Yes. Doesn't that sound successful to you? <laughs> it does. It does. We, we want to aim higher. We want to do bigger things. And, you know, we just want more people to key into the idea of it. Because the whole concept of the show took a while for people to resonate with the idea. Yeah, yeah. And by the time we started off the podcast and they start seeing some of the things we're talking about. Because the podcast is literally, you have to be, you need to be 18 plus sometimes. Yeah. Because we talk about things that we would not see. And we talk about depression, you know, talking about men's struggles. And it's really, really important that men listen to the show. Of course. So I'm just so clear, the inspiration for the name of for the Jollof Men is yeah. Jesus and Jollof Podcast yeah. by Yvonne Orji and Lovey Ajayi. Yes. Lovely. Lovely. Those, they do amazing work on that. I, I hated that they stopped it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when there was this little switch when you would not see some podcast on yeah. on, uh, on uh, what's now Pod, Apple Pod. Yeah. You have to go to Spotify yeah. and then it was Anchor before Spotify I, you know, took it over. Was, they just got busy. They, they, they got busy. They're, they're successful people. Yeah, Thank busy. you for giving us inspiration. Yeah, got busy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, now um, I wanted then talk about you know podcasting as an, as an industry in nigeria yes it's, it's going as fast you've very done something fast. remarkable you've taken a radio show a very successful radio show and you converted that into podcast. podcast but a lot of podcasts start from scratch they don't have a backing of a radio station mm. so a lot of independent people doing yes. their things not unlike yourself what you do with your content on social media and then yeah. they make that into pods what's what what do you what do you what do you see in, in the next maybe five years for that space in nigeria I think it's going to be very important. I'm making a very daring 
projection or futuristic projection that in the future, radio presenters will no longer be employed because of the skills they have, but also the influence that they have. And if you're not influential mm -hmm. at some point, you might not be relevant. And the future of podcast, because of how in intimate it's becoming, it's community-driven, and people are building community. See, 10 people is a community. Yes. 20 is a community. We did our first live show, and we only had... 35 people in attendance, plus our staff members and people in our office. It, we had about 50 people, yeah. right, in total for the first live show. The second live show we did, we were doing over 200 people in attendance and we're growing. We have an we have a WhatsApp group where we have all of these people. We're doing over 400 in numbers on that group. So it's a community that people would be forced to associate themselves with. And if you don't join that train now as a radio presenter, find a way. You don't even need to start your own podcast. You need to find yourself in a community of podcasters. I think it was one of these platforms on Instagram, I think Radiocaster put it out, that not every podcaster is a broadcaster. And then the next question, is every broadcaster a podcaster? I'm like, hmm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But you must begin to drive yourself into associating with it because it's becoming more intense. What people do not realize is that the way WhatsApp is going, people would literally be sending the whole recording of their podcast yeah. to a WhatsApp group. Yeah. People are going to listen and that is how they can measure. Because the, one of the things they've said a lot at Africa 2023 is data. Yeah. They've talked about data. They've talked about content. They've also you know, talked about influencer-generated content. And all of these things are going to be data-driven. Numbers are going to be essentially important to a radio presenter than ever before. So for podcasters now that have maybe 20 listenership a week, um, you know, 20 plays, that's how they put it, you know, yeah, 10 20, plays, yeah. 20 plays, keep putting in the hard work and evolve what you're doing. So when you record the podcast, if it's audio or visual, cut clips of it, upload to other social media platforms to drive traffic to your platform. So it is going to be really big. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to give, it's not going to give radio a run for its money. I don't think it will ever give radio a run for its money. But essentially for those who are thinking to scale as radio presenters or even as podcasters, you must begin to look at other avenues to, to drive. Because now I'm saying that every industry needs a podcast. Mm. The banking sector, the finance sector, the transport sector, every industry has an opportunity to have a podcast because it is community-driven, intimate. If two, if two people who are drivers, commercial drivers, sit down to talk about their experience in driving, yeah. you know, what it's like, it would be an amazing... Like, I'm, I'm thinking of that. I want to sit one day with two commercial drivers, better for state or interstate drivers, yeah. and talk about what it's like to be on the road every day driving, facing the hustle and bustle, dealing with agbaros. You know, share that experience, what it's like when your vehicle breaks down and you cannot put food on the table. Yeah. You know, so every industry can have a podcast. Even like broad broadcasting machine companies or production companies can have their own podcast, talking about the experience of making equipment yeah. for radio stations and TV stations. So exactly. it is... You can't run away from it. Great. Because, I, look, I share the same sentiments, and it's all, always interesting when I do a bit of studying and I learn about the history of radio, for example, and I know what's really changed over time is mm -hmm. because you introduced formats and because there was a time where people just wanted things snappy, mm -hmm. things needed to move a bit quicker. 
people were opposed to the consuming of long-form content and how we've gone full circle now. Because, I mean, there are times we could have conversations on the radio for long. Oh, long. You can't do that anymore because you have commercials to play. You have to hit every quarter mm-hmm. hour mark in your ratings yeah. and so on. Very annoying. But that's, <laughs> very but, annoying. But, but that's where we have podcasting yes. now. You can have this really Timeless. interesting long-form content that I think the advantage, obviously, over radio, it's, it's on demand. So yes. whenever you go, download, keep, rewind, mm. go back, listen. It's all there for you. Sorry to cut you there, yeah. but... I think adverts will still come into play because at the end yeah. of the day, by the time you start driving traffic to your podcast, mm. there'll be parts where, you know, you put a little pause, put an advert. But this in. is the beauty. You can fast forward your ads on your podcast. Mm, yes. Tap the 15 plus button. Mm. Or even better, if you provide exclusive uh, proprietary content, mm-hmm. you can and then people, people do pay not to access to your podcast. They need to take out the ads. Out the ads. So... It works. Opportunities are endless. It, it wins. Daniel Power Touch Adaja, thank you for coming <laughs> yeah, to the Africast so 2023 podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you because yes. it's a rare privilege to see people who see your work and then they see you immediately and they just resonate with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful for you know people like you who are in the industry. A couple of other individuals, presenters who are also here, have also like just walked up to me, warmed up to me mm-hmm. because of the work that I do. And I think that we have one of the rarest opportunity to raise the next generation of presenters. There is a knowledge gap, which I think that was missed out. So the generation that took over radio from the early 2000 to 2010 missed out on teaching the generation that took over radio from 2010 to 2020. So I was taught by the generation that was on radio before, tw- before 2010. 2000. Those are the people that taught me radio. So 20, 20, um, 2000 to 2010 generation were very hungry for success. Wanted to make a lot of money off it and they, they missed out on the part where they could raise the next generation. And we have an opportunity to correct that. And what we are doing right now is making people see that there is synergy you know, irrespective of our zones or our region, people who are reaching out to us, you know, asking us about our class. I saw OC today, mm-hmm. warmed up to me very graciously. We just talked, exchanged numbers like we've known each other for a while. And we need to keep creating that environment where we can exchange knowledge and also continue to impact so that the next set of people who are going to do this job when we're not longer here, when we are now at consultancy level. <laughs> Making a lot of money. Yeah, making yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be rest assured that there are people on the job who are doing the right thing. Fantastic, Dan. And just to say, in closing, I look forward to the Jollof Men on tour. Right, get out of IB. Come to Abuja. Come we're to coming. Lagos. We're coming everywhere. Right, we're coming everywhere. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much.